Welcome into another edition of FRS. Jamie Eisen here with you in Parts Unknown to discuss. I like that we're calling the new studio. We, Parts we've Unknown. been in Parts Unknown a lot. You've turned. Thank you for doing that. Uh, did you lock the door in here I as did well? Not, because that, I, there was a very, very scary electrical sound. I, I, didn't hear, I did hear that sound. I don't know if we're so actually going to make it out alive uh, from here. I want to talk about a piece of news. It is Thursday, which means the Wrestling Observer newsletter comes out, and a lot of different sort of information and nuggets come out of there. And one of the interesting ones is that it appears as though we are back on track because we've been on this track before and the train has been derailed for progress and ICW to be added to the WWE Network in some capacity. Now, like I mentioned, we've been here before and there's only one person that can sign off on this stuff and make it go and that's Vince McMahon. And, wow. and there have been times in the past where they've had this deal basically done and Vince has just kind of changed his mind. Imagine that. And, and these things have kind of gone to the wayside. But with the UK tournament coming around the corner, the first round matchups already be, having been announced, there's the thought out there that this is the closest they've ever been to getting it done, and an announcement is likely during the UK Championship tournament. Now, we've been here before with an announcement imminent, but I think with the UK Championship tournament and this news coming back up, it certainly feels like this is going to be the time when these two these two companies get added to the network. Now, there are a lot of questions I have here, Jamie, okay? And I want to start with just one of the big ones. Progress has their own over-the-top service. Yes. Okay? How is this going to work? And I'm assuming we'll learn more about this if the deal comes through, but what what does this mean in terms of am I going to be able to watch a live progress show on the WWE Network? I do not think that's going to happen at first. I'd be pleasantly surprised if that's the case. I, I think what we're looking at here is going to be some sort of a delayed format. Maybe allow what they... Maybe not quite as delayed as WWE has Raw and SmackDown on their network, uh, but maybe more of an Access TV to New Japan World type of delay, where there is a about a week or two, or week so. or two weeks behind that, which I think honestly for most fans will be fine. Sure. I don't think people keep a lot of people, at least in the state side, keep up with that on a week by week basis. Here's the thing I look at with this: WWE has missed the boat somewhat with their UK expansion. Uh, as I'm, again, I'm not going to claim to be an expert on this topic, but I have followed wrestling very closely and the business side of wrestling very closely for a few years and my estimation at the peak time that there was the most desire the most demand to go back to the high school economics supply and demand for wrestling content in the UK was about three or four years ago giving us an economics lesson and I think that was the opportunity for WWE to capitalize on as they were trying to launch their network there of giving more people even more reasons for people overseas to sign up for their network here's the other question I have Progress gets a lot of superstars like Zack Sabre Jr. They yes, get they Will Ospreay. They get a lot of the big indie names to come in and run their shows. Some of those indie names, I'll we'll use Ospreay and Zack, and Zack Sabre Jr. for example, have contracts with New Japan Pro Wrestling. How is that going to work? Are those matches just going to be edited out of what you see on the network? Because if so, I think that takes away sort of the buzz and the appeal of, of being able to say, wow, I have the WWE Network, I get progress events, Absolutely. and some of the big names aren't going to be on there. Absolutely does. And also for those that have some like domestic exclusive contracts. Let's say that, that Cody Rhodes, for example, is going to use his name because we know for a fact he has a Cody. You can't call him Cody Rhodes. It's, again, it's still his. He legally changed his name. His name is Cody Rhodes. It says Cody Rhodes on his driver's license. Can't, I'm sorry, can't. Because uh, we know he has a domestic exclusive contract uh-huh. with Ring of Honor. 
he, I would imagine, will not be allowed to appear on any progress shows that are being broadcast on WWE Network because that is a domestic product. The same goes for anybody who has a Lucha Underground television contract. And you're already seeing this battle somewhat play out with a report that came out today about WWE going after MLW, Major League Wrestling superstars, who are under contract. And normally WWE doesn't do that, but they're going after some of these guys who have television contracts. So there's a battle there with these contracts and how they play out that is being played on both ends here. And the other thing that's interesting to me here, Jamie, is we know what the, as I throw the pen, the pen that I have in my hand, yourself. Uh, that the new television deal is going to pay uh, WWE a lot of money for Raw and SmackDown. Yes. Allows them, to, uh, allows them to kind of alter the way they present their network. And the way that I've described it to you, and I've seen this example used elsewhere, I, I don't want to take full responsibility for, for calling the network this, but it could become a Netflix of wrestling of sorts. And, and I think I think WWE missed the boat, and I, and I think... This falls on the person in charge of WWE not wanting to have working relationships with other companies yes. because I think there was a missed opportunity before the New Japan Worlds, before the Honor Clubs of the World, before the, the Global Force Networks of the World, for all these over-the-top services that were started. I think there was an opportunity for Vince McMahon and the WWE Network to create the Netflix of wrestling yes. and for WWE to get a cut of being the over-the-top home of, let's say, New Japan I World was, in the United States. I was quite frankly, I did not expect them to do anything in New Japan, but I'm quite frankly what shocked that if you were if you would have told me three or four years ago that WWE would not be the, the official streaming service of Ring of Honor, I wouldn't I don't think I would have believed you. I thought there was so much smoke there, there's so much they have that working relationship. Um, they could basically you know you called them Netflix of wrestling. They could have very easily been the fight TV of wrestling. Exactly. I mean they could have easily just uh, done that model and taken a piece over the top. I do wonder if they look at the as you said with getting what we estimate to be Somewhere two, it's two billion, near, two, but they're, they're half a billion a year. For, Correct. For Raw and SmackDown it's going to be at least four hundred million a year, in my guess. Uh, of where the, what they look at the network as being, because I wonder if they consider moving the network and becoming a content distributor themselves. Because they have so much influx coming off their TV, do they go after these these other promotions? Here's and actually become one. the distributor themselves and they cut off the top. Evolve not being on the WWE network it stuns me. They have their best working relationship is yes. with Evolve. And they've been working with like Shimmer. I know, I mean, but, I mean, they have but Evolve, is the, the, Evolve is the company that Triple H lends NXT superstars yes. to to work shows, and William Regal and Triple that. H are backstage scouting yes. talent. There's no other company in the world that WWE has that kind of relationship with, yet they're not on the network. And here's another thing that I want to throw out there for you, Jimmy. On progress shows, a lot of these superstars use copyrighted music yes. for their entrances. Now, on on progress is over the top. I believe it's demand progress. They're over the top service. The music isn't edited out. You got to think you come it to the United States, it's going to be oh, edited out. So that's another layer to all of this that factors in. You have superstars that have exclusivity contracts for where they can be aired in the United States. There's music rights and music fees that have to be worried about, and 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 those are roadblocks that kind of have made it to where we haven't had this yet. But I wonder if once. One, in this case, two companies kind of flow in and are part of the network. Do the floodgates open for WWE to go, okay, this is a money-making opportunity for us. we got to branch out. Yeah, and I'm interested to see what they do there. Again, you can edit out the, the copyrighted audio. They've done it on their network for their old ECW shows. They don't have the copyrighted music on any of those. They're on the network. It takes editing time, takes effort, takes money to do that. Get an intern on it. Um, so they can do it during a new delay. Or, I don't believe they're ever going. I shouldn't say ever. They're not going to open up with live shows unless they have full control over the production. Production, and that's the other thing too. So, so I look at this in this capacity. Progress is a, is a wrestling 
uh, company that I follow. I don't watch a ton of their stuff, but if a match is suggested to me from somebody on the internet, I will go out of my way to go find it and watch it. But if you're telling me, I watch wrestling in a very unique way, Jamie, and you know this. Yes. I can binge watch like 10 shows in a row. Yes. Right? I, I can watch six episodes. Just so you know, we're sitting here on a Thursday. I still haven't watched the best of the Super Junior show. I have no idea who wins any match. I have somehow navigated the minefields of the internet and have not gotten spoiled. I am probably, on Saturday, my day off, I'm going to watch like five episodes in a row of the best of the Super Juniors, and I'm going to catch up. So if you tell me that the entire Progress Library, and they do chapters for all of their shows, and I can follow that story, they're going to be up there, that's great. But at some point, once I catch up, I'm going to need fresh content. And if you're telling me that this fresh content is going to be heavily edited, it's not going to be live, some of my favorite superstars that I would go out of my way to watch progress for aren't going to be on it, then all of a sudden, if, let's say, for example, the WWE increases and creates a second tier that has this type of stuff on it, I don't see myself shelling out more money to them for said product. And that's and that's the million dollar question, isn't it? It's how much will wrestling fans pay to get that progress, and at that to, to, to get that progress, to get that, that, but it is to get that network progress with them and then ICW and and potentially other outlets that come into it. That's the big question because I wonder, and that's a lot of that's going to play into not just having them on the network, but how they're presented. If I have to, if they're six weeks behind. Real time. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure people are going to pay for that. No, when when you can very easily just pay for. Progress's subscription service, which I believe is a part of a larger network that has multiple different promotions. I would imagine if I'm remembering it, it properly, I would imagine is I'd be surprised if they had their own. Just so on the size of that company, you have this sort of this battle, and I think honestly, what this will show us is in some ways the direction of the network. I think the way this deal is worded, the way this deal is structured, if it does ultimately follow through will give us a guideline into where the network is sort of heading. And I wonder, I'm just going to throw this out there for everybody, I wonder how much of a hand Triple H has in all of this getting done. Because as you know, I have said on this show before, and I will continue to say it, if there's one person who will open the WWE doors for working relationships and talent sharing and promoting big events and cross-promotion and super shows and all the like, it's Triple H. And I wonder if he's recognized that, okay, I'm not going to be able to get the New Japan WWE crossover spectacular extravaganza that I want. Because I know i got to think he wants that. Oh, absolutely. But not, not, not as long as Vince continues to call the shots. So what if he's starting at the ground level what? and trying to show, like, hey, this is the base level of sort of cross-promotion and working together, and look at how beneficial it is for both We of us. are moving closer and closer to that. We are moving closer and closer to, essentially, backwards. We are moving closer and closer toward a territorial system. Again, you know why? It's good for the business because I think what we talk a lot about overexposure for WWE. One of the biggest problems that we talked about is the, the way the professional wrestling business was designed. The way it is now doesn't meet the way it was designed. And, and, and I put this for example because I, I think you, know, you, you look back as, at your youth or your teenage years at the stars of the, at those times. Okay. And, and they're etched in your memory forever. Mm-hmm. As I'd like to mention, Stone Cold Steve Austin was on top for three and a half years. That's it. The Rock was on top for like four years. That's it. Edge and Christian were together four years. Mm-hmm. That's it. Hollywood Hogan and the NWO were on top for three years. I, and and I, John Cena was on top for 15. I, 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 the business has changed dramatically with no competition. 
with no major competition, I should mm -hmm. say. So going back to the system of how you keep stars fresh is by moving them around with different opponents in different territories. Because if, you know, again, you, you take a top guy, and then you, he goes away for a little bit, but he doesn't go away. He's working in an affiliate program, and then comes back to your television. You're interested in seeing that person again. There's a fresh matchup. When he goes to that new promotion, they haven't seen him for the last three or four months, or haven't seen him as much as the people that watched that initial promotion. What could you imagine a thing where, like, you have Roman Reigns is on six months on Raw, and then he spends six months in Ring of Honor, or six months in New Japan. And sure, you can see it. You have the ability of the internet. You have the ability now to see them. Wait, but the internet not, exists? But they're not in your face in the same spot against the same opponents every single night. That is why the on-air product is stale. Why do you think? Why do you think one of the first moves that Don Callis and company did when he took over Impact Wrestling was to open up a working relationship yes. with AAA in Mexico? It because saved Ring of Honor. It, right, like the biggest thing, reason why Ring of Honor right now is because it's New, New Japan. Japan. I, Ring of Honor, and, I, and I've said this is a take of mine that I've said for a while. New Japan came all, came to the table with this idea of, oh, we're going to partner with New Japan. We're going to get some of the biggest stars in professional wrestling to, to come be a part of our American television show, and it's going to make us the number two promotion in the United States, and it's going to help us compete with WWE. It did the exact opposite. It made New Japan more popular. Ring of Honor is the reason why New Japan is popular. They are, they oh, are why the blame is to, to be had. Because if I, they I, never enter that working relationship, I don't think New Japan has the itch the way that they do now to run United States shows, to have United States television. Being a part of Ring of Honor and be having that working relationship open their open their eyes because remember they got burned in the past by doing yes. that. So I think having that successful relationship and it was mutually beneficial oh, because no, for it, Ring of Honor it's kept them afloat. Yes. It just didn't propel them the way they no. thought it did. But at the end of the day, but Ring it's kept, of, their, it's kept their TVs compelling because right. their TVs are littered with New Japan talent. With Ring of Honor bringing in New Japan and then working together, it it, it has propelled New Japan to the yes. place that they are now. Now, trust me, at the end of the day, New Japan's in-ring and storytelling and rivalries and feuds and everything like that took it over the top. But that relationship started the New Japan bubble that I think we're now seeing happen. And that is kind of what I think WWE's trying to do with, with their network. And now, with all this capital that they're bringing with the TV deal, I've said this before, I will say it again, you can experiment with things. You can experiment with your television show, right? You can experiment with Monday Night Raw now, because SmackDown's going to be become your A-show. It's on Fox. That's the one that has to be by the book. It has to... Yep. The, the Fox executives are going to be like, hey, this has got to be what we want it to be. Whereas... Monday Night Raw on USA, if you tweak it and make 17,000 changes, no matter what your ratings are, it's going to be the highest rated show on the USA Network. And they're going to love every second of it because they got three hours, they have advertising, so you can do different things there. I've always talked about doing different things with the network in terms of a tier system and what you can offer in those tiers. And I think this piece of news that... Pro, that promotions like Progress could be coming to the network is just a little bit of an insight into where we're moving with the network. And that, to me, coming out of all those TV deal news, is the network, to me, that has my eye, you know, kind of, I'm focused on that the most because it's going to be fascinating to see. Absolutely. Again, we're going to get that. We're going to get that thing that we've always wanted is what is the future of WWE Network? Because right now, it's very much up in the air. It doesn't have anything on it that's compelling anymore. Even the pay-per-views aren't really as compelling. No. I think at the end of the day, it's NXT TakeOvers. There's a 
reason why you keep the network, and I think they are trying to kind of adapt and, and mold the network into something something more. So there you have it, guys. A little a little bit of news here on a Thursday. WWE potentially adding some independent promotion content to their network. We'll have to wait and see what kind of content it is. Does it mean live? What? How do they work around some of the roadblocks? But in the end, this is a big piece of news for the future of the WWE network and for the future of professional wrestling.